Hey. Hello. What up? Welcome to Nice Cast. Welcome to Nice Cast. Okay. So, my first thing is all of the Sarah Bareilles versions of all of the songs yes. in Waitress. But yes. my favorite are I can tell I feel you how like they go. when he sees me is one of them because you put it on my CD. Yes, that is one of them. I love that one. I love that one because I really feel it. <laughs> it's like this girl's gonna go on a date and she's like really fretting beforehand. She's like, What if when he he sees me, he's like this terrible like what if he's terrible, basically? And it's great. There the lines in it are there it's just like an awesome song. He could be criminal. Some sort of psychopath who escaped from an institution Somewhere where they don't have girls He could have masterminded some way to find me He could be colorblind How untrustworthy is that? He could be less than kind Or even worse, he could be very nice Have lovely eyes And make And then another one of my favorites is Never Getting Rid of Me Which is sung by the guy who she went on a date with. That's so cute. Yeah. She's like, what if he hates me? And he's like, hey, sucker, I'm like, I super like you and I don't. You're stuck with you're me stuck forever. With me. That's really cute. We'll never let you let me leave. I promise I'm not lying. Go ahead, ask anybody who has seen me trying. I'm not going. It seems like I did. I'm probably waiting outside. Such a stubborn man, you'll likely never meet another. We have our family dinner. You can ask my mother. She's the best. We'll learn all about her on our family history test. Um, and then my other favorite song is the uh, "She Used to Be Mine," which is probably Very my good. top favorite song. It makes me so emotional. But she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. She. Mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she used to be mine. It's not what I. And I really like all the Sarah Bareilles versions. I've listened to some of the like original cast recording. What I've heard of it has been kind of twangy, which is cool. That's a style, right? But mm-hmm. I don't like it. So I prefer the Sarah Bareilles. Also, I just like Sarah Bareilles. Me too. Yes. What's your first thing? <laughs> so my first thing, I'm going to talk about two musicals that you might not know, but they're really good. And they are called She Loves Me and Half a Sixpence. And here is what they are. I'm going to start with She Loves Me. It has been on Broadway. Um, and Kat, you need to know about it if you don't already. Um, because it's been on Broadway. It was, I think, an older musical, but they revived it on Broadway in 2016 with Zachary Levi as the male lead. Oh, I do and love Zachary Levi. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. He was the leading man. Jane Krakowski was um, the secondary female lead. Um, Laura Benanti was the, the female lead. And then um, another man, Gavin Creel, who was Voices Like an Angel, and who I love very much, was like the secondary male lead. Um, the cast is very good. It's based on a story that is an adaption of like Shop Around the Corner. So it's very similar to like You've Got Mail, <laughs> which is why I feel like oh, you need to know so about cute. it. It is 
absolutely adorable. It's set in Hungary in Hungary in the 40s. So it's real cute. The music is great. She loves me, and to my amazement, I love it. Knowing that she loves me, she loves me. True, she doesn't show it. How could she when she doesn't know it? Yesterday she loathed me, bah! now today she likes me, bah! and tomorrow, tomorrow. The acting is wonderful, and I have seen it several times because BroadwayHD.com had like live streamed it one night. It was like the first Broadway musical to be live streamed, um, so you could watch it, and then like I bought it on there, so I was able to watch it for like a certain amount of time whenever I wanted to. And then they took it off of there to like edit it and stuff. And now I think you have a have to have a subscription to the entire website to watch it, mm. or either that or it's gone. Because I remember trying to watch it again, and they were like, "No, you can't." But it's absolutely wonderful. I have the cast recording on my phone, and I it makes me so happy to listen to. There's like this song that sometimes I listen to in the morning because it makes me feel better. Because it's like bum bum bum. Good morning, good day. <laughs> it's like this really lovely like adorable song and it like puts me in the right mood and says like good morning to me and then I'm like you're right I guess it is a good morning um that's so cute you're so so cute (laughs) it's wonderful I love that I love you waking up and being like I need (laughs) I need a cute little good morning song um tell me about six um half a sixpence is a musical that was written by a musician who like lived in the UK and he wrote a musical back in I want to say like the 60s called Half a Sixpence. It's about this guy named Arthur because this friend as a child they were like young sweethearts and then he has to go away. I don't know he's got like he, there's like a banjo involved so there's a lot of banjo music in there. The song's are so fun. This musical, I, the original, I have listened to the original and didn't like it much. The revival from 2016 is everything. <laughs> it's so good. The music is so much fun. Like, I can't listen to it without feeling happy, legitimately. There's a lot of, like, kind of silly nonsense in the songs. <laughs> and it, like, it like literally makes me laugh to listen to. There's just something about it that's very sweet. It is based on the novel Kips by H.G. Oh, Wells. I forgot about that. So I was like, oh, H.G. Wells. So. Yeah, because Arthur Kips is the name of the main character. It's very adorable. There's a couple songs that are my favorite. The two that I think are the most fun that I think if you listen to it, you should listen to are called uh, A Proper Gentleman, which is I was just going to guess that one because I was like, that sounds like a fun song. It's incredibly fun. Um, It's basically like when Arthur comes back and he, I think he comes into some money and now all of a sudden like the shop that he had worked in, he's going in and he's like, well, now I want you to like get me this and this, like I'm like a rich guy. And, and they're like, oh, he's like rising above his station. Like, oh, he's going to be like proper now. Um, But they, they're doing it in kind of like a fun way because these are like his friends. So they're just kind of like razzing him for for being um for being proper or whatever and like oh everyone's gonna like watch him walking down the street and being like he's so he's such a gentleman now and whatever and it's very it's very funny.
Can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Just based on titles. A Little Touch of Happiness? Uh, no. Uh, we'll Build a Palace slash I Only Want a Little House. No. Okay, I, I feel earlier than that. almost certain that that would be my favorite song. <laughs> what about like, She's Too Far Above Me? Money to Burn. Money to Burn! They're talking about if he had money, here's what he would do with it. There's like a lot of nonsense words. Not scatting but like a similar vein. And it's so much fun to sing along with it. Revival from 2016. I found it on Spotify because, um, thank you, Griffin McElroy. It was recommended to me in my Discover Weekly playlist. However, I discovered it last year when I was in rehearsals for Hello Dolly. I was listening to a lot of Hello Dolly, and that's why I was like, oh, you like, you know, older sounding musicals here. What about this one? Um, so this is like last summer, and I still have not found a person who has heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a smaller, I, I don't know if it was a smaller show. This revival was, I think, limited run. And it was the, the cast recording for the revival was recorded live on stage. It wasn't like a, a big production that went like into a studio or anything. But it's very well done. Uh, don't let that like throw you off. But I don't think it's, I don't know if it's been done on Broadway or not. And I don't know if it, it's, I don't think it's super well known. Like, I couldn't even find lyrics for most of the songs on the internet. The only problem with it is that I love it so much and I can't talk to anybody about it because nobody knows about it that I know. But you should become one of those people, person listening to this, so that we can talk about it together because it's seriously so good. Yeah. It's so good. And judging like, by this guy on the poster, he's a cutie. He is a cutie. Yeah, he is. And the girl is a cutie, cutie. too. In the first song, they are children, and he's, like, telling her, so I have this, like, sixpence coin, and I sawed it in half, and she's like, what did you do that for? Like, you can't use it if it's broken, and he's like, no, 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 this is what, like, this is what people do who are in love. They cut Aww. a thing in half, and then they give it, like, half to each other, and that's how they remember each other, and she's like, that's stupid, and he's like, no, 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 and then they come back, and he, um has, like, sort of, like, not interested in, in pursuing a relationship with her anymore, and he's crushing on this other girl, and she's like, wait a second, no, 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 but you gave me this coin. Aww. <laughs> like, have a coin. They're, like, reminiscing about it, and she and he was like, ha, 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 we were so silly back then, and she was like, wait a second, no. <laughs> um, it's okay, spoiler alert, they do end up together. I can't properly express to you how much fun it is to listen to that cast recording. Like, I'm so happy that I found it, but I just wish that somebody else also enjoyed it. So that I could just rave about it all the time. Do you want to hear about my second thing? I would love to. So my second thing is a person. And more specifically, it's this person's eyebrows. But also the person. Do you have a guess who it is? Who is it? 
Nathan Lane. <laughs> I have never paid attention to Nathan Lane's eyebrows. That is terrible. You should see the Broadway production of The Man Who Came to Dinner. Nathan. They did a recording of it. It's not a Man. musical, but oh, that's okay. he is in musicals, so he's fair game. It's just a play, but it's very funny. It's like Nathan Lane is maybe like, he's some kind of like critic or producer or something. And he goes to dinner at this guy's house and he's like super grumpy. And then he like, he like gets hurt on like their doorstep. And so then he's staying for like a really long time. And he's like such a, just like a curmudgeon. It's, it's really good. And Nathan Lane has the best eyebrows. Anyway. Um, Nathan Lane is also very funny and very cute, and he is, he's the best. He's in all the good things. He's in... Yeah. um, That's true. He's in The Producers. He's in Lion King. He was, like, on a bunch of stuff, like, stage productions of things, but, like, I don't know about Mm -hmm. those, because I'm not a theater person. He's in Mousetrap. He's just great. He's been great in everything that I have ever seen slash heard him in. Everything he's ever done is perfect. Nathan Lane is very, is very good. And he has great eyebrows. They just like, they move all over the place. They're oh, doing their he's thing. Oh, like, the eyebrows. Interesting. I, have, I will have to pay attention the next time I watch him do something. And you should watch the 2000 production of The Man Who Came to Dinner. And really pay Hi. attention to his eyebrows. You should. Definitely What's your that. second thing? Might tie into my thing. Nikki's second thing yeah. is also Nathan Lane's eyebrows. It is. <laughs> no, that actually ties very well into my second thing, which is live musicals and like recorded, like having access to watch oh, yeah. on the screen a production that was performed live. Yeah. I'm talking about bootlegs. That's another podcast. <laughs> we could talk about bootlegs, though. I can add bootlegs in there. Well, it seems to me that, like, bootlegs would be less of a thing if more productions were just filmed and made accessible. And it could be filmed and made accessible in ways that the creators of the production would still be getting revenue, right? Like, if they put it on... Netflix or whatever, then, you know, the subscriptions we pay to Netflix would partially go to them. And if they put them on YouTube, then they get ad revenue if they put them on whatever. And we, as content creators ourselves, are Mm -hmm. in favor of people who create any form of art, uh, whether that be visual, literary, music-based, acting, whatever, we're in favor of those people getting paid for their work. That's right. Yes, we are. But we are also in favor of things being accessible to the public. Yes, we are. I would, and I have had this thought many a time, and in fact, it's why I do appreciate, uh, it's why I brought this topic to the table. Um, I am clearly a huge lover of musical theater and watching musicals. I like to see live productions when I can. But I mean, Broadway is from me nine hours or so away, not super feasible. And to see like national tours and stuff is nice, but it's it's just it's not 
super feasible for me to see live theater a lot of the time. I mean, yeah, um, community theater you can do. I and they also have like a limited like a showing. Community. Yeah, so it's like sometimes you're like, I want to get to see this, but it's only playing for three days. You know, this one weekend, mm-hmm. and I, right. I, I am busy. Right. So, stage I productions do... are not the most accessible form of media to consume. Yeah. Do they count as media? Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so there are ones that are filmed and that you can watch. I live for these. Newsies, Into the Woods, She Loves Me. Yes. Mm-hmm. That The Rent one that they did, the 10th anniversary, or like the 20th anniversary. No, I guess it would have been 10th, wouldn't it? When they released on DVD, like the live, filmed live on Broadway. I have it. I have two copies of it downstairs. <laughs> I get so excited because you can you get to see a professional production without having to drive yes. or fly to New York. <laughs> I am a huge fan of them. Yes. I also think it's good for people who do theater as research to be able to view as many different productions and different musicals as possible. As like a study. As, as like a study. <laughs> I agree. Like, I, I love that they do. I love when they do the recordings of of stage performances. And then they yeah. they make them accessible through, like, public television or they, they put them online or whatever. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, me, my little librarian heart, right? I'm all mm-hmm. about connecting people to resources. And yeah. so I I am in favor of things being more accessible to wider mm-hmm. groups of yeah. people. Because, okay, so, like, if you think about Hamilton, right? Like, everything that went into Hamilton, you've got just, like, American history. You've got the, or the, this whole plot line of, of someone with terrible circumstances working hard to achieve for themselves and their, you know, and the improvement of, of the world around them. And, and mm-hmm. they told the story that, that like they, they brought in lots of people of color mm-hmm. and I think all of that is awesome. And I think it would be awesome for, you know, like inner city kids across the country to get to see that, you know? Yeah. And let me tell you, there's not an inner city kid in Kansas City who's going to be able to afford to go see Hamilton when right. it's in Kansas City. Because when it comes, because it's so popular, mm-hmm. it's it's unbelievably difficult to be able to yeah. acquire. And I know, like, Hamilton specifically, and this is probably not true for every play and musical on Broadway, but Hamilton mm-hmm. specifically did... Um, did do a lot to be accessible to, like, yeah. inner-city kids in New York. But right. I don't think yeah. they can only it, do that, so much. that same thing is going to extend to the, like, kids in Detroit and kids in right. inner-city Kansas City. Wherever and, the tour is going, right. Yeah. They don't have control over that, the people who put kids on the in Chicago. In New York. Anyway, I'm just in favor of things being accessible to people. Yeah, me too. And and that's you touched on um the the live versions that they do for TV, like the NBC and Fox musicals that they've been doing the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to talk specifically about those because I know that there is a lot of mixed feelings in the theater community 
about mm-hmm. the those TV musicals. I want to say I am 100% in favor of them. Here's why. So I know that a lot of the controversy about them or a lot of, like, the, like, resentfulness that a lot of theater people feel towards them is because they – it's it's multiple things. So one of them is because, the like, the magic of theater is really that it's, like, this one experience that you have at this time, and it's, like, you know, you can't go back and rewatch it, and it's, it's live, so – it's there's something about it being live in front of you that is really wonderful but again that's not always uh an accessible experience for everybody but also yeah. um i know a big problem that people have is that it's not cast the way that a musical is typically cast they don't cast they don't have like auditions and cast the whole show from there they will choose celebrities rather than like trained theater actors to play a lot of the leads because they want to draw in viewers but I don't have a problem with that, and here's why. I think that the more that we can do as a community of theater people to to garner more interest in theater, the better. Because theater is already, it's a difficult thing to, I guess, to not get support for, but there's a lot of people who who just don't really either know about it or don't really care about it for whatever reason, who probably would like it if they had access to or the, a reason to watch a musical, right? So right. it's difficult because of the nature of theater to get enough support to have it thrive sometimes. And I think casting celebrities, well-known celebrities in these musicals, um, really encourages people who wouldn't otherwise be watching that show to watch that show. And that could, like, create a new person to support theater as um it's like yeah and it could create a new fan or it could introduce somebody to what theater is and how it is and and I don't think that there is a problem with that as long as the actor who is cast the celebrity who is cast is able to perform that role well if now if they are if they're not able to sing or act or dance the part in a manner that is enjoyable I guess then no they probably shouldn't be cast just because they're a celebrity but if they like there are a lot of well-known celebrities who are talented at all of those things so I don't see a problem with casting them especially if it's gonna bring in views and bring in support for this thing that we want people to support because we love theater and there are also a lot of like well-known celebrities who in addition to doing tv or film or whatever do stage productions yeah or or have like trained or done it in the past yeah yeah how to succeed at business without really trying oh yeah with uh, dan radcliffe Mm -hmm. yeah and nick jonas oh that's right yeah a little for a little stint chris o'dowd was linian of mice and men he was lenny right i think he was lenny patrick stewart and ian mckellen i mean they're like well known for film uh, Patrick Stewart, well known for television, both of them done a lot of theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, they had like Grease. Yes. And that yeah. had Vanessa Hudgens, who was mm-hmm. also like in the stage production of Rent, and Aaron Tvet, who, yeah, in addition to doing a lot of stage productions, has done a lot of television. Has he done a lot of television? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he was on that show. Now, would yeah. you like to know about my third thing? I would love to. It is the song Still Hurting from the last five years. Yes. 
Um, I I really like the last five years. Um, it's pretty sad, but it's a wonderful musical. I really like the music from the last. Five years. <laughs> I like the the whole style of the last five years is really cool because like it takes you through the course of the five years of this couple's relationship, mm-hmm. but it tells you about their relationship from her perspective going from when it ends back to when they first meet. And mm-hmm. from his perspective, it goes from when they first meet to when he finally leaves or eventually leaves. I say finally, like he's the one who's having to put up with stuff, <laughs> which he's not. He sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you and I are on the same page. Um, and then they have, like right in the middle, they have um, a duet that it's like a great one where they're like, gonna get married yeah and it's um, the um intersection of their stories and it's awesome at their wedding. Um, yeah, it's, it's all very well done i like a lot of the songs a lot there is a film version of the last five years that yeah. stars mm-hmm. anna kendrick and jeremy jordan which is awesome and they're both great i think they both do an excellent job yeah, it's it, it's really awesome. I love a lot of the songs in it. Okay, I like this one song that she sings. That's I can do better than that. Is yeah, so funny so and good. He sings a song that's called "Cheeks a Goddess" that is really enjoyable, and it's his first song where he like has just like first meets her, um, and it's a great song. And it also reminds me of um, when I was in college. I had a friend who one time we were like walking somewhere and he started singing it. And so I just kept walking. Like I, I, we didn't keep walking, but we like stopped at some point because I was going to have to go a different direction. But I was like, I must let this person finish this song. <laughs> I need to hear that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know um, the song at the time? So it always kind of reminds No, that's actually, um, discovered it? That, that, that's my friend Jacob. That that was the first time I heard anything from that song. Uh, we were, like, walking somewhere, and he started singing it, and then we were going to have to go separate directions. And so we kind of, like, stopped in this courtyard, and I was like, proceed with this song. And then, <laughs> um, and then he was like, that's from the last five years. You should look it up. And I was like, okay. So I did, and that's when I first heard of it. Um, and first listened to the song, uh, to the musical, and I thought it was all really great. But my favorite, absolute favorite song in it is also the, the most heartbreaking. Song? And it oh. is the first song <laughs> in the entire production. No, that is a good one, though. It's good. It's so but it's, good. it's still hurting. Yeah. Which is the first song that she sings. Um, it's the first song in the production, and it starts with, Jamie is over and Jamie is done. Jamie has decided it's time to move on. Uh, Jamie, Jamie has, has new dreams. dreams. He's building upon, and I'm still hurting. And it just lets you know, at like at the very beginning, it's like <laughs> <laughs> this is not a happy story. <laughs> it's not going to be happy, but it's really good and really emotional and just like really beautiful. I. I appreciate about it the um well I really like the music. I I I don't like the story not because it's bad but because I have a problem with things that don't end happily <laughs> and their relationship does not end happily. If you look yeah. at it one way <laughs> because it tells the story for him backwards, it ends um, for him 
having just met a girl, he definitely. <laughs> I no, do. for her. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. I, Don't look at I it do. that way. <laughs> I do not mean that the movie ends unhappily, although it does. Yeah, it all ends unhappily. Um, but I mean, like, their relationship ends yeah. unhappily because they're yeah. married. Actually. And then they get divorced. I think the last song is the worst because she's so happy in it, having just yeah. met him. And also and you know he's leaving and you're like, he sucks. And yeah. you want to tell her right then. You want to be like, hey, don't fall for it. I know he's cute, but you can do better than that. What I what I appreciate about the music in this show, just like a nice thing about it, is that the beginning of their relationship each of them, their songs are more upbeat and kind uh-huh. of fun. And then as their relationship progresses, the songs get slower and more ballady, which, like, makes sense, right? Because their relationship is getting more strained and, and sad. And then at the end, they, you know, they're breaking up and they're getting yeah. divorced. And so the songs become, like, sad songs. But the beginning of their relationship, like, his first songs and her last ones, are some of my favorite ones in the show because they're like really upbeat and they're really fun. I really like how I was just like how it progresses with like at the beginning you have like all of his songs are are fun and hers are like really sad and yeah. then it just kind of flip flops into like her Although, songs are really fun and he's like angry and frustrated and I do also fun. like I her second song that's like um, uh yeah that's that one's also really good. It's frustrating. It's especially frustrating when you get to the end and you realize, because like her, like the whole song, she's like, I know things have been hard for us, but you're here and that's what counts and we're going to make it work Uh and you're here and like whatever. And then when you get to where he is, where, when Uh she's singing that, he's like just cheated on her and you're like, you effer. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's a really good musical and that's a really good song. Still hurting. All of the songs are good. Still hurting is my favorite. What's your third thing? (laughs) It's really good. My third thing is... Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Um, He could run so fast. I swear that boy could run so fast. He could fly by (laughs) foot. Someday I'll have that memorized because of this podcast. My next thing is uh, just sort of related to my last one. It's um, community and regional theater. Most of my things are going to touch in some way on accessibility of theater (laughs) but community theater and regional theater are nice because they are productions of theater that are not necessarily professional productions they're oftentimes a lot more affordable to see and they're productions that you as a person who enjoys theater and perhaps wants to participate in theater can participate in i am very very thankful that i have community theater because I am not going to New York to be on Broadway anytime soon. So if I didn't have community theater to do, I would not get to do my favorite thing in the world. And the nice thing about community theater is that it's everywhere and it's very easy if you want to get involved. And I touched on this last episode, but it's very, very easy to get involved with theater if you want to be involved with theater. There are companies everywhere through schools, through colleges, through, you know, community centers. You can find them on Facebook. They're, there's po- like They'll put up their posters everywhere because they want to get people to come see their show. It's, a very, it's very, very easy to find. And a, a lot of theater companies, at least that I have seen and worked with, 
have shows that will accept either everyone who auditions or like most people who audition, even just into the ensemble. If you want to be in the show, there are places you can go to be in the show, even if maybe you don't have a lot of experience. And I like that it's like an all year round thing. All year mm-hmm. I can do theater if I want. And, and, it, and it also provides more opportunities to see inexpensive shows. If I want to see The Addams Family, but it's maybe not touring around here and hasn't been for years, there's probably a lot of people, a lot of community theaters putting that show on right now. And I can go see it probably, probably soon somewhere in my general area. I think one other thing that is nice about community theater, when you're in school, there's a lot of opportunity for you to try different things with like other people who are, you know, interested in something that, like, you're also interested in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk a lot about, like, when you're in adulthood, like, how hard it can be to, like, make friends. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, like, where do you even go to make friends? Everyone's busy and everyone's tired and you can't talk to anyone at a bar because they want to murder you. So it's like, what do you do? Like, how do you make friends? And one good thing to do is... To, like take the things that you're interested in and look out like what are ways you can do that in your community yeah and community theater is like a thing that is there's like a whole group of people doing a thing you know oh my god like a lot of the stuff that I do to kind of like pursue like my interests a lot of the classes I take and stuff like that like yeah there are other people there but they're kind of more solo activities anyway so then it's like you know, I've, like, yet to make a friend <laughs> a friend mm-hmm. at, like, a writing seminar I went to or anything. Yeah. Which is maybe a little bit because of my personality. But also, I totally wanted to make friends with this one girl who was at a writing seminar one time. Yeah. It's not my fault I never saw her again. <laughs> oh, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. Theater is an excellent, excellent way to make friends. Let me tell you guys, theater people are some of the coolest people who exist. like and and most fun theater people are really really fun I have never been in a show where I have not met many people that I would easily hang out with and who are it's so much fun to go to rehearsals because you get to hang out basically and do this thing that you enjoy with like people who are so cool so your thing kind of ties well into my next thing oh what is it I like to support my friends. Yay! When I was in college, um, I was friends with a lot of people in uh, the theater department. And so I'd always go at least once to see their shows. And usually Mm -hmm. I'd go multiple times. And Uh often I'd go on, like, the Thursday night, and then I'd go to the cast party with them, or, like, the opening night party, or whatever that party was at Applebee's. Mm -hmm. And I would get very tired because I'm a tired person already. And then they'd make me stay out until late at night. But I I like doing stuff like that because I like supporting my friends. Now I'm out of college and I don't know anyone like at my alma mater or whatever anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think. The last time, I did go to, like, a a couple of productions after I graduated because I still had friends who were in the theater department there. Mm -hmm. But the last time I went, I basically only knew two people, and I'm pretty sure they've graduated since then. So I haven't been back to see more. But, yeah, I like going, like, to show my support for people. I really liked that I got to go see you in 
I love Dolly. Yeah, I did too. It was nice because, see, like, if it, like if you lived in Kansas City or if I lived in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, then I would come see you in, like, all your stage productions ever because yeah. I, you know, I really like supporting people. Um, I really like supporting my friends. And I think that going to community theater productions is awesome because you support, like, you financially support the production in general, mm-hmm. right? Which makes it possible for them to do more in the future. So I like doing that. Okay, so my friend Jacob is one of my best friends from college. He lives all the way in Maine. So I like rarely ever see him now. But he's very active in the theater community in Maine. Or at least where he is in Maine. I don't know a whole lot. So obviously I've not seen him in anything since we graduated college. But I love seeing when he, like, posts stuff um, about mm-hmm. his time in the theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I just I just love that he's still able to do something that he really enjoys. And also, there was one thing that I was, like, really excited about that was, like, when we were in college, they did the show. And he was frustrated at the time, um, or disappointed, at least, because mm-hmm. he did not get cast as the person that he would have, like, be and Mm -hmm. then later they did the show at like his theater that he like performs in a lot in Maine and Mm -hmm. he he got to be the person that he wanted to be and I was was so happy for him I don't know okay (laughs) it was like a long time ago um yeah anyway um can we like link something for him yeah 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 absolutely Um, can I will put his Instagram, Twitter, what you want. YouTube um, channel, all of the above. Let's do, I guess, his YouTube. He's, like, pretty active on that. But also, he he's also on Patreon, and I back him on Patreon because I like to support oh, my friends. Yep. Oh, cool. So I get free downloads of his music and stuff. And he lives a cool life. He does. And then there's another person that I was in college with, and um, I like supporting him. So I also back his production company on Oh, Patreon. is this that dog, 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 dog thing? Friend Dog Studios, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I like supporting people however I can, is my point. Also, he got to be Bubble Boy. I saw that. That was recently. Yeah, like he got to be Jake Gyllenhaal. That's cool. Yeah, Jacob's very cool. Hey, Jacob, will you also be my friend? <laughs> You're listening to this podcast. He is not listening I, to this podcast. I, I actually, funny story for the listeners of this podcast, and Jacob, if you're listening to this podcast, which apparently he's not, <laughs> I knew of him before I met Kat and Nash because he did a lot of Steven Universe covers that I used to listen to on Spotify when I made my Steven Universe playlist. I had a bunch of his songs on there. He's got a couple Steven Universe covers that are some of my favorites. And I think I was talking to Nash once after I met him and he mentioned the song that you and him and Jacob did together. Yeah. And I was like, Jacob Sutherland sounds like a familiar name. Does he do like Steven Universe songs? And Nash was like, (laughs) I'm not sure. And so I went on to his channel, and then I went on to my, like, Spotify playlist, 
And I was like, yeah, it's definitely the person who is like on my playlist. And so I did not know that uh, you guys knew him until that yeah. moment. And that was very cool. We are very good nice friends. coincidence. What is your fourth thing? <laughs> Touring cast. Because accessibility. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoy seeing professional touring casts of shows because it, it gives people like me who live far away from Broadway a chance to see, like, professional theater. And there there are professional theaters that stay in one place. But what I like about, like, any kind of touring cast is just that it's very similar, I imagine. I've never seen a Broadway show, but I feel like it's very similar to the experience of seeing a show on Broadway. Because you get to go to this, like, really nice, fancy theater, and you get to see, like, a professional cast. And sometimes you get to see people who were in that show on Broadway, or people who, like, if you are, like, a a theater fan, um, maybe people that you know or have seen, you know, have been in Broadway things, people that you're already a fan of. Like, sometimes the people who have been in those shows are going on tour. And so I've been able to see people who I already knew and liked. And sometimes you discover people that you didn't know before. When I went and saw In the Heights, I remember the girl who played Nina the first time that I saw it was so good. Like when she started singing, immediately the first note that she sang, I got chills. (laughs) And um, now I'm a fan of hers. And in fact, her brother played Aladdin on Broadway. Her name is Ariel Jacobs, by the way. So if you want to look her up, she's real great. And then also when I saw Spring Awakening here in Detroit, Christine Altamar played Venla. And now, or I guess she just, she just finished her run because Anastasia just closed, but she originated Anastasia on Broadway. Also when I saw Spring Awakening, Ben Finkhauser played Ernst. And I'm very much in love with him. He, uh, he played Davy in Newsies, the, the Broadway version, the one that's on Netflix, you can watch him. And I love him a lot. And I'm like, I have a photo with him on my Facebook <laughs> because I saw him in Spring Awakening before I knew who he was. So that's cool. I, I, I enjoy cool. that aspect of it. It brings like people that you might already know to you, much like a concert. It also brings professional, like Broadway quality productions to you. And it allows you to go to like this fancy theater and have this like nice evening out and Broadway experience. Like it's nice without having to actually live near Broadway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I saw The Lion King when I was two. Yes. And the tickets were like $100. And here's just a fun fact about me. I fall asleep in theaters like kind of Mm -hmm. a lot. I feel bad because as previously stated, I like supporting supporting my friends. And so I feel bad if I go to support my friends and I fall asleep. But it's the right environment Mm -hmm. for me. I don't know what to tell you. It's something about maybe the seat. And the lighting and the mm-hmm. tone and the fact that I'm a little bit afraid that if I fall asleep, people will be offended. It's just like all the perfect combination for my little insomniac brain to shut off and put mm-hmm. me to sleep. My mom my mom makes fun of me a lot because we went to see Hamlet and he was up there going <laughs> to sleep for a chance to dream. And I was just over there like totally asleep. <laughs> But doesn't say anything about the production of Hamlet, let me tell you. I also slept through Tommy, which is a rock opera. And I was afraid when I went to see The Lion King that it was going to be the most expensive nap I've ever taken. But I stayed awake through the whole thing. It was very captivating. I also stayed awake for Hello, Dolly! when I went to see Nikki, which is extra impressive because I had only slept 
for two hours in the past <laughs> day and a half. And That's that true. sleep was on a bus. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Next to you, let me tell you, a pretty comfy guy. And had I not been a, com- a complete stranger, I would have just tried to use this dude as a pillow. Um, okay, sorry, you were gonna, you were, you saw Cinderella. I've seen it three times. I saw it once in Cincinnati and twice here in Detroit. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive I've seen it tw- three times. It's I my saw favorite it twice. Musical. Uh, really? Yeah, I saw it, like, saw it once when I was, like, younger, like a kid, I think. Mm-hmm. And then once for, like, my 20th birthday with my mom on my 20th birthday. At Starlight, which is an outdoor theater, and my birthday is in July, and it was hot. Oh, yeah, you thought about that. Hot as Hades. I got a snow cone, and it was hot enough to immediately melt the snow cone a little bit. But then the snow cone, because it was like a bunch of ice together, it like melted a little bit, but then also all the ice next to each other just froze. So it like was just a giant ball of ice that was Hmm. also dripping on my new dress. It doesn't Terrible. sound as much uh, fun as a snow cone. But yeah, I have. I've seen Cinderella three times. Um, I love it. It's my favorite musical. But specifically, like, the Broadway version that opened in 2013 with Laura Osnes and Santina Fontana, it's, like, a different adaptation. So it's the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, technically, which is the same one that, like, Julie Andrews was in the movie. And uh, there was a movie made with Brandy, and there was a music or a movie with Leslie and Warren. Like, there's been several movie adaptations of the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, and I'm sure many, many stage adaptations. But the one that opened in 2013 on Broadway was a different adaptation, used a lot of, this, of the same music, um, mm-hmm. and still the Rodgers and Hammerstein's version, but it had, like, a new book. And it is my favorite version of Cinderella, along with the, the live-action movie, which I refuse to choose between them. Okay, it's but a also lot. the Brandy musical is on point. It's very, very good. Yeah, it is. It's got Whoopi um, Goldberg. She's the queen. Mm-hmm. It's Victor got that Garber, one dude who's Whitney in Houston. all the things. Yeah, Jason Alexander. Oh, Jason Alexander! I mm-hmm. forgot he was in it. Yeah. He who sure was the is. dad? The king. Victor Gerber. Okay. See, I don't know that Pierce? name, but I do know that that dude is in everything. He's in everything. <laughs> um, okay. Bernadette Peters played the stepmother. It the Brady version is very good. But I do prefer the book of the newer version. It's a lot. It's really fun. It's very funny. It's got a lot of, like, sort of more modern jokes in it. The uh, the characterization is really, really good. It's my favorite. And I will talk a little bit more about this production in my next thing. Because the cast specifically is my favorite, the Broadway cast of that one. And I'll talk about how I know them and why I love them so much. But basically, I've had the opportunity to see this musical several times live. And that's because of national tours, because they don't do that version a lot in community theater, I've noticed, at least not yet. I haven't been able to find a lot of productions, because I have tried, because I would very much like to be in it. <laughs> but And also, the first time that I saw it, I got to see, um, as the prince, Andy Slider-Jones, who I know from the Broadway.com blog that they did, and that's what I'm going to talk about my next thing. But I got to see, like, a person that I knew from the original show. He was in the ensemble of the original Broadway cast, and now, and then, like, when I saw him, he was the prince on tour. So it was very cool. That is cool. Kat, yeah. what's your next thing? Okay, my final thing is the Harry Potter musicals. <gasps> yes! Oh my gosh! I love them 
so much. So oh my much. gosh, they're so good. They're so good. They're so funny. I mean, it's definitely like a spoof on Harry Potter, right? Like you're never mm-hmm. watching it and you're like, this is 100% exactly Harry Potter. But it is also oh, like what? a lot of things that really did happen in Harry Potter, but just like, yeah, just like restructured and like told in like a funny way. Some of my favorite elements, I guess, of the Harry Potter musicals. I love uh, Draco Malfoy is played by a girl and she is so funny she like rolls around on the stage and <laughs> so good. Like, she like is always like drawing pictures and she's just so cute definitely one of my favorite elements lucius malfoy is he's only in the second one i think he's so funny he's like extra he's yeah. so extra he like dances everywhere he goes not like goofy dancing but like ballet jumps and stuff and he like will not point with his finger he will do like an elaborate kick and point with his toe and it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny that sometimes I feel like pointing with my toe I love Umbridge Umbridge is Mm -hmm. played by a man the same guy who played Voldemort in the first one yeah and let me tell you this guy he is built nice yeah so he's Mm -hmm. like he's real muscly right which yeah, not typically my thing, uh, but he can get it. <laughs> Voldemort, he never wears a shirt, so that's aces. And then as Umbridge, he wears this like pink sweater vest that's like sleeveless. Um, and he is so funny. He's like into Dumbledore, and, <laughs> and then he's talking to Dumbledore, and he's like. Um, did you get my text? And Dumbledore's like, yeah, I, I did. I got all of them. And, she, and then she's like, well, you didn't text me back. And I love it so much. I, I use that gift, not infrequently. And I also uh, just, like, have that voice saying that sometimes. Like, I'll text a person, and then I won't hear back for a while, and then I will be looking at my phone and hearing the Umbridge voice. (laughs) Well, you didn't text me back. Yes. It's just very good and very funny, and um, I watched them when I was in college with, like, friends, and so I also have, like, an element of, like, nostalgia about it, where, Mm -hmm. like, when I see them now, I, I feel kind of college me hanging out in somebody's dorm. It's one in the morning and we're all watching a very potter sequel yeah it's nice yeah i have the same nostalgia attached to them i watched them with a lot of my friends who did how i did a harry potter thing with and went to leaky con mm-hmm. and i got to see the third one at leaky con which was really nice when it premiered by oh, the way cool. lucius lucius uh the guy who played lucius is cedric in the first one. Oh, yeah and the guy who plays coral in the first one is lupin in the second one Right? That's, I think, kind of nice. Amazing people. Yeah, and also, I mean, yeah. because they also have, like, some other productions that they did, and then you, yeah, like, see the good. same people again, and you're like, there's Ron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I like every Star Kid musical that I've seen so far. I have not yeah. seen it, this is, like, an, a thing that kind of goes back to the thing that I said when I was talking about, like, supporting people. Mm-hmm. Haley G. Hoover tweeted one time about Fuller House that, like, watching Fuller House was like watching a friend you love in a, like, terrible, 
community theater production. Not a good one. Where <laughs> you're like, you know that it's not good, but you still just like enjoy every second because your friend's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because it's true. Like when a person that you just like, you really love this person is doing a thing. You're like mm-hmm. so happy that they're doing it. And it's real great when you get to see your friends doing like a really good job at a thing, but it's also like really enjoyable even when like they're doing a thing that's like maybe not the best thing, but you're still like you love them so much. It makes it where like, you could be talking to them afterwards and they could be like, oh, we messed up this thing and that thing and this thing. And you'd be like, nope, it was perfect. I did not see a single thing wrong with it. And I think that's one thing that's nice about the Star Kid Potter things is you mm-hmm. saw the first one, you like felt a little bit in love with and attached to everyone. And then, like, everything you saw them in, you were just like, yeah, there you are, right? Yeah. Even when you're doing something kind of dorky. Like, the guy who played Ron was then, like, a kind of dorky dude in some Disney Channel show. He was. It was, like, a Disney Channel show that was, like, after Darren Chris was on Glee. I think he was maybe in, like, three episodes or something. I don't, I'm not 100%. I don't, I could not tell you what it was. But, I, you know, Disney Channel shows, some of them have a very, very overtly goofy feel to them and I yeah, saw yeah. two clips with him in it and he was being overtly goofy as was the tone of the show and I was just uh-huh. like giant heart eyes you're perfect I'm so happy for you <laughs> yeah it yeah seeing that in anything no matter what it is and that was like the big thing right about Darren Chris being on Glee is that everyone who was a Starkid fan was so insanely excited for him yeah um, and like proud of him and now like he's a person that a lot of people who have never even heard of a Harry Potter musical love. Yeah. And there's almost this feeling of like, that's our boy, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he also has really good eyebrows, if we're talking about good eyebrows in the theater communities. <laughs> I believe you. I don't pay a lot of attention to people's eyebrows. I think he was also in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, wasn't he? Darren? I believe yeah. So, yeah. Everything ties together, guys. Mm, sure does. <laughs> They also played Harry Potter, much like Dan Radcliffe, who is also in How to Succeed. How to Succeed at Business Without Really Trying, be Harry Potter. (laughs) Then you have magic. Okay, what's your final thing? (laughs) So my final thing is, any vlogs of people who are doing theater, of them doing theater. The first time that I ever saw something like this was when Broadway.com did the series called The Princess Diary. It was backstage at Broadway Cinderella, which is why I am so in love with the cast of Cinderella on Broadway, because I got to see many, like, I don't know, probably close to 20 episodes of them being silly backstage at the show, at rehearsal, um, at the cast recording. I got, I don't know, first of all, they're an incredibly fun cast, but also, like, it's, it's very similar to, like, the way that you become friends with people when you spend time with them, like, in a show, getting to watch them spend time with each other makes you feel like, oh, these are my friends, which I think is maybe, like, a similar feeling that you get to watching people on YouTube in general. Yeah. I love them all so much, and watching these, it it sort of, like, solidifies this idea in my head of, like, oh, this is what I want to do, because you get to see them at their job. I was having fun. Yeah. And being with all these amazing people. And every time that I've watched a vlog backstage from, like, at a musical, it's always just a big group of friends. And I'm sure not every cast 
is that way or, you know, is, is, and I know not every cast is the same, but I always see everyone just getting along and having such a good time, which is the experience that I have when I do theater. So I'm sure that it carries over. But, like, there are so many of these that I watch on the regular because they make me so happy. I love getting that glimpse at, like, professional theater and what it's like because mm-hmm. I've never done it professionally. And there is a difference between the way that it's done um, in community theater and the way that it's done in professional theater and just getting to see, like, that difference and what it's actually like and also just getting to see, like, people having fun is so wonderful. The Anastasia on Broadway one is so good. Carrie Hope Fletcher, who I absolutely love and adore, she always does backstage and um, she always does, like, whenever she's in a show, she has one day of the week where she'll upload videos that are, like, something to do with the show. And I've loved them all. She's done them for Les Mis, Chitty, Adams, and Heather's now. And all of them have been wonderful. I, I watched a lot of this girl on YouTube called Catherine Steele, who is a professional theater actress who lives in L.A., and she's done some of the backstage logs for the last couple of shows she's done, uh, Into the Woods, Evil Dead, the musical, and Love's Labor's Lost, the musical. And all of them are also very fun. I'm currently obsessed with those ones. Uh, I've been watching them a lot. I have watched the Cinderella one so many times that I can, like, quote stuff from it. I get so emotional watching them because I'm just, like, watching people do the exact thing that I want to do and watching how much of a blast they're having. Yeah, I really like things where you get to see the process of a thing being made. Like, I like following webcomic artists or artists in general on, like, Instagram or Twitter. But I like... You know, when they post their uh, rough sketches or little clips from their sketchbooks or things where they talk about their designs. I love when people post redraws and you get to see, oh, this is like how you drew your character like back in 2017. And now this is how you're drawing them. And it's so different. And I just love all that kind of stuff. I guess that really speaks to like the effort that goes into making things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's and really nice. Kind of like invites you into the process of making things, especially because when you just look at like the finished product or whatever, a lot of times mm-hmm. it feels like, okay, like that's just like what it is. Like if you think about if you buy a blanket from a store, right? It's just like a blanket and like a lot of times the the work that goes into making it is simplified. Mm-hmm. But then if you have a quilt or something that someone made and you see, you know, all of these pieces were stitched together and then what it goes yeah. to from there is like all of these different layers have to be like put together and then like sewn together. And But then like if you're just looking at final products, you might just be thinking of them both as blankets. But then if you think about the process of one, it's all of this other stuff. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I saw this thing one time where someone who knits or crochets or something, somebody had contacted them on like Instagram and they were like, I want to buy a blanket. And like they asked for the size or whatever. And she said like, this is how much that would cost. And it was like a lot of money. He was like, I could get a blanket from Walmart for like 30 bucks. And she was like, okay, do that then. And she was saying like, I couldn't even buy the yarn that would be needed to make that. For 30 bucks. Right. And then. It's not being mass produced. Right. There's not like mass amounts of product being bought to make that thing. Right. And then like the amount of time that would go into like me doing all the work to make that blanket. Right. Even if I'm not giving myself minimum wage to do it, you know, even if I'm just giving myself like a dollar an hour or something, like 
it's going right. to be a lot of money you'd have to pay. Right. Because what you're asking for is a lot of time and a lot of work. And I think that yeah, sometimes yeah, right. when we look at like final products, we okay. just think of them as like the final product. And so I, I like the stuff that like shows you the process where then you're like, all, you know, all I did was buy a ticket and show up and then sit here for two and a half, three hours. Right. But mm-hmm. all the work that went into that before that there were all of these different things that had to come together. Yeah. And it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah it really is. I love getting specifically to see the process behind theater just because it's, like, my favorite. Yeah. I've never had the opportunity to see behind the scenes of, like, a professional production before until this started becoming a thing. So I'm very grateful that this has, become, this has started in recent years becoming, like, a trend. Yeah. I think it's also nice. Okay, you know the thing where if you talk about a frustration with a class or a job or whatever, and then someone else who is in that same class or works for that same company or whatever is like, okay, yeah, that's something we're feeling too. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, you feel a little bit, I guess, validated in, like, your feelings or whatever. I think that that's one thing that's also nice about seeing the process production stuff is because Mm -hmm. when you're looking at the final product, you can feel very, these are just people who just know how to do this, who just do this perfect. But then, like, when when you see, I've never watched them, so I'm just like, assuming here mm-hmm. people like running lines or whatever or like people from like the webcomic thing you see like all the mess of like outlines and stuff it's like yeah. okay so this is this is not just like a person who's ridiculously good at something it's a person who's yeah. a person and is putting forth a lot of work so me needing to put forth a lot of work in order to do that same thing that's not like a statement about me yeah I remember most of the perfect, like most of the like Broadway.com ones are usually like after they've opened or like as they're opening. Um, but I know like there's a Carrie when she does a show will go like from the beginning of the show when mm-hmm. she first starts doing it. So I, I know that like specifically there are some like when she was in Adams where she showed her with her accent coach learning how to do an American accent for the show. Or yeah. In rehearsals when she was first singing the songs and saying like, no, these are the notes you're supposed to sing. And she was like, oh, okay. And like correcting her and just being like, oh, she's learning a show from the beginning. Yeah. Also, like she didn't. <laughs> yeah, it is very much like, oh, she also messes up and has to learn things. Yeah. yeah. I also like to watch the kind of like cast commentaries on things sometimes. Ooh, yeah. I might have talked about this before. Like, I really like to watch Merlins that have yeah, yeah. Uh, the commentary of like the actors and stuff. Because, like, one thing that I really like about that is they'll talk about stuff like, oh, yeah, like, we had to do this scene, like, so many times. And, like, oh, yeah, this was, like, freezing and I kept getting, like, water dumped on me. <laughs> it just, like, reminds you that there are people yeah. working on something. You know what I mean? There are people who yeah. are doing a lot of work to do this. They didn't just show up and, like, yeah. get it right away. Right. For us, this is, like, an entertainment thing. And for this, this is, like actually a job yeah if it's a fun job it's still a job like they're still learning things they're practicing them over and over till I get them right yeah that's awesome yeah I like that people doing stuff do you have more to say about that yeah that's it so long farewell to you and you and you (laughs) 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 (laughs)
listening and hanging out with us. I hope you have a nice day. Or I hope you had a nice day if you're listening to this at night. If you want and you're listening to this, maybe tell us what your favorite musicals are on Twitter or something. Yeah, or tweet at us. us. We would love it. Tweet at us your favorite gift from a very Potter musical or a very Potter sequel. Or Newsies. (laughs) Or Newsies. Or The Princess Diary, if you're something. Or The Princess Diaries, which is not a musical, but is good. Oh, hey, be nice to each other. Be nice to each other. All All right. Bye, guys. Bye.